Saget, Smriti, and Sabod welcome you to the best talk show in Houston, Texas, now approaching its 25th year. Please call us at 1-888-749-1035 to participate live. When you talk, everyone, everyone listens. listens. This is Open Forum. Coming to you live on 103.5 FM every Saturday from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Jagat, Smriti, and Sabod welcome you to the best talk show in Houston, Texas, now approaching its 25th year. Please call us at 1-888-749-1035 to participate live. When you talk, everyone, everyone listens. listens. This is Open Forum. And folks, welcome back. Welcome back to Open Forum. What a lovely opening, uh, Dinkar, uh, Smriti. Uh, wow, what a she's lo- done a wonderful, a lovely opening. Yes. Uh, after twenty-four years, we've <laughs> changed our, um, you know, entry, our jingle, our jingle, as we want to call it, or yes. entry into the show. That is amazing. Good job, Smriti. Where is Smriti? She's disappeared again. Oh, there she is. Iska naam liya to aagaye. Shruti, you did a good job with the with the jingle. Congratulations! I just did it yesterday. You sh- you sure did it yesterday, but it Finally. it shocked the heck out of me. I've said I'm at the wrong channel or something, and then I'm like, oh no, it is our Shruti, our own Shruti. Welcome back, folks, to Open Forum every Saturday here, as Shruti mentioned, 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. for the last 24 years. What an honor it is. Uh, to be talking to all of y'all, and when I say all of y'all, I'm talking about seventy thousand people listening to us every show. People are shy; they don't call in. I don't want them to be shy. Be little tigers out there. Call us. You know, I want to hear the roar of a tiger. Call us. Our number is one eight 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 seven four nine one zero three five. I was at the uh, Seva International Gala. I was the MC. At the gala and Sriti, thanks for coming. Yeah, no, and we had a great time at our here. table. I think our table was the loudest table. I was not at the ta- at the table. I was on the stage. I could hear you guys. I'm like, that's my table, screaming out got there. It just from you. <laughs> <laughs> you got it from me. And we had the pleasure uh, of um, hosting Miss USA Universal. Mrs. U- Mrs. I always say Miss. Yeah, She looks no. like a Miss. Yeah. Mrs. USA Universal. Universe. Yeah. Universe. Yeah. Oh, you know what? what that title is amazing, <laughs> Mrs. Yeah. Uh, USA Universe, and she's going to represent United States so at um, in country, in right? in um, South Korea, Korea in October of 2024. So, congratulations, Ruthie. You were amazing. Uh, you know, we got her at our table, and then she disappeared because everyone wanted to take a picture with her. That's 
That's right. I'm like, hey, wait a minute. That's our guest. Bring her back. No, we're taking her away. So I finally did take a picture with you. You did. You did. You should. It's a lovely picture, by the way. In spite of me being in it, the picture looks pretty cool. Folks, let's get down to serious business. And boy, it is going to be a little serious business today. As we have a dear friend of ours, a real good friend, David Hamilton. He's a trustee of Fort Bend ISD, Fort Bend Independent School District. And he's no stranger to Open Forum. Actually, he's been on our comedy show several times. And I don't know for what reason, David is about seven foot tall. His wife and is about 6'11". Right and that's without his shoes, let me tell you that. And his wife is about an inch shorter than him. And when they come to our comedy shows, I have no idea. Wherever I see them, they get picked upon. They're tallest people. They're like, did you lose your basketball? Why are you here? Y'all should be at the court playing basketball. So Raj Sharma, Paul Varghese, all these guys always pick on David, and he's such a good sport. He just smiles through the whole thing, and so we welcome him to Open Forum. Thank you for coming here. And this is a, your third visit to Open Forum in the studio. And um, the first time you came here, of course, you were running for election, and we kind of interviewed you, put the word out to the community, and lo and behold, a lot of them came and voted for you, and we thank you for your service because I know being a Fort Bend ISD or any school board trustee in the country is not an easy job. It's a, it's a volunteer position. You do get elected, you don't get paid. Um, and, and, and sometimes you get brickbats, people throw things at you, you know, figuratively, of course, not literally. And I know it because Sonal went through that for years and years as a board president, as a trustee, um, you know, she would tell, you know, parents out there are, uh, they, they demand answers, let's put it that way. And as a trustee, she had to give them answers 99% of the time, if not 100% of the time. Smriti and Jagat, I don't know, y'all don't live in Fort Bend County. If you remember, uh, past several months and maybe a year from now, also she was here, our superintendent, uh, Dr. Christy Witt. Beck, Whitbeck, Christy Whitbeck, and we're just going to say Christy for simplicity. Christy was here. She was a uh, superintendent, Fort Bend ISD. And one morning when I woke up, I saw a note. It, it just popped up on my phone uh, that she had voluntarily resigned from the position of Fort Bend ISD superintendent. And it was kind of a shocker to me, definitely. Look, we are not in the bo- we're not on the board, right, Dinkar, you and I. Mm. We are on the periphery. We ta- we pay taxes for Ben ISD, and you know we pay a lot of taxes, and we go and vote. I stand in a line and vote. I take time off from my job to vote, and I then call my friends to vote. So part of it is my responsibility that hey, we we find out what happened. Part of it is everybody out there who pays taxes and goes to vote and will be voting because remember the board. That is on today, sitting out there in the chairs, will be coming up for re-election. So people are going to go back and uh, try to understand what's been going on. Why should I vote the people who are there again? And uh, why should Subodh tell us now again, hey, go vote for these guys? Because we want answers to what happened to our superintendent. A lot of people like the superintendent, obviously. And, um, and I think she was quite visible in the community on behalf of Fort Bend ISD. And I, I, having said all that, being married to a Fort Bend ISD trustee, I also do realize 
there are certain rules and regulations and laws, by the way, that that the um, lawyers have told the trustees that you got to stay within the limits of what you can say, what you can do. Granted, I was the chief of staff at several hospitals here, and I would have the same rules and regs that, hey, look, you're the chief, you're the face out there of this hospital, but there are certain things that you've got to stay within, and you cannot just speak about things. Meetings, for example, when we had in, in our, in our meet, you know, you know you, 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 the executive meetings right. that we used to have, board meetings that we used to have. So, but I do understand that. However, there are 80,000 students in Fort Bend ISD, which if you multiply, everyone has hopefully a parent out there, multiply that by two, so you can do the math. So many parents, multiply that by four, so many grandparents, probably multiply that by another five or six, so many other relatives and families and friends staying in that county, paying taxes. And hence, David is here to talk, of, talk to us about Fort Bend ISD, in general, and then in particular, if, if someone has any questions to ask of him, you can call in one eight 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 seven four nine one zero three five. You are a taxpayer, you are a stakeholder, and you have a right to ask your question. David has a right to give answers within uh, allow, within the you know the limits allowed by the law that he has to you know he, he's got to adhere to some. Fort Bend board laws, so Fort Bend school district board laws, and so we cannot push him too much, but we will just a little. We will nudge him a lot. A Let's just put it this way. Him. Welcome to Open Forum. Thank you. Thank you, Sabot. So uh, uh, yeah, I, I was going to say you you, uh, you took something that I was going to say right right out of my mouth. I was going to say Oops. that oh, sorry. you you and your audience. <laughs> I, I feel like we're a key part of of me winning this position. Thank you. And so I, I know we've, we've obviously been getting a lot of questions. I know you've been getting questions. Mm -hmm. and so that's that's the main reason why I wanted to wanted to come today was because uh, and and we appreciate that. Yeah. We we do appreciate um, um, an elected official coming and you know talking to us. And, and that's our role out here as three of us. To answer to the uh, to our audience when we meet them at different gatherings and meetings, yep. and 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 so we, we, this is you know uh, from the horse's mouth uh, proverb, proverbial. So let's start. Um, just let's go to into the gist of the school district. Uh, tell us about Fort Ben ISD. Yeah, yeah. So uh, before we get started, I need to yeah. need, to, need to throw a little disclaimer out there. Yes. So I, I I speak on behalf of myself. Only this is the position of, of one trustee, and as I see things, I, I don't speak on behalf of the full board or Fort Bend ISD. So gotcha. this is my opinion gotcha. and, and my, my perspective as one trustee. And, and and a simple question: Do other trustees know that you're here today? Uh, it doesn't matter, or do they know you? Some, some, some do. I, I I don't necessarily have to, okay. have to okay. let all of them. Know. Well, it's on Facebook that you are going to be here. So if some of my friends who are also trustees, hopefully they will know. Yes. Uh, Jagat, welcome to Open Forum, sir. How are you doing? I'm good. Lovely. Good to hear that. I thought you were good. You look fantastic walking in, so you must be good. Yeah. And so, tell us about Fort Bend ISD. Yes, sir. So, Fort, Fort Bend ISD, so it's the largest district that is entirely within Fort Bend, uh, but it's not. Some people kind of get confused because they assume, based on the name, that it's the whole county. Mm -hmm. uh, so, most of the district is Sugarland, Missouri City, and then we have a little piece of Richmond and then Fresno and, and some, uh, I think we've got a little bit of Stafford even, even mm -hmm. though Stafford has yeah. their own separate district. Uh, but we have 80,000, uh, slightly over 80,000 students. Amazing. We have yeah. more than 80 campuses. And uh, so it's a, it's a very large district. Uh, we are the largest employer in Fort Bend County. Wow. And so we've got, I believe, north of 14,000 total employees, the majority of those being teachers. 
And so Fort Bend ISD is a key component of what tomorrow will look like, not just in Fort Bend County, but in the greater Houston area. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's really yes. important that we have the right people on the school board. And then the, the most important decision uh, that, that the trustees make is uh, is who will be the captain of the ship, so to speak, with the in the superintendent position. Yeah. Um, and so I know I know you've you've had great interactions with Christy. We have uh, all of us she, in this yeah, studio. Yeah. She, she and I she and I sat here together. So yes. I I uh, sh- we were we were wanting to get the message out. I believe that was the VATRE last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then and this so, this year also the uh, what was the other election that we recently yeah, the, had the bond yeah I was in India that time and okay. Jagat and uh, Dinkar and Smriti interviewed her okay. along with Ramesh yeah so yeah we've had uh, and very good uh, conversations and uh, right. very cordial conversations right and good good relationship so the school district uh, what is the role of the school district I mean teach students. Make them good citizens. Yes. Prepare them from for tomorrow. Yes. Do you think in the last three years we've done that? Um, so we, with with it being such a large district, uh, you can you can look at certain students. You can look at certain campuses, and if you pick the best students and the best campuses, then you can say absolutely we've done a great job. And then on the flip side of the coin, you can you can only pick the worst campuses and the and the students who are not doing as well. Mm-hmm. And you can say, wow, we're we're a terrible district. Yeah. Um, and so we we're such a large district, and we we have some we have world beating students doing amazing things with like robotics mm-hmm. and um, engineering and technology, and uh, we we have a there's a Clemens alum who's created an AI platform, uh, and he and he's trying to come come work for work with Fort Bend ISD as a as a uh, as a consultant and as a wow. uh, as a vendor. Uh, to kind of take things like chat GPT and other modern technology that the school district really hasn't caught up with as mm-hmm. far as taking that technology and working it into uh, in, into what we what we're doing in the classroom uh, this this guy he graduated from the uh, the, the Wharton uh, School of Business I think is what it's called oh, in, wow. at Pennsylvania yeah University of Pennsylvania and um, and he's just an amazing kid right so if you look at look at that look yeah. at him and yeah. you can say wow look look how amazing the district <laughs> is. Uh, but on the on the flip side of the coin, we we have a lot of challenges, a lot of a lot of things that are not going in the right direction, mm-hmm. uh, and so. And and besides this gentleman coming back from UPenn yeah. or other places, yeah. even locally, if you see in Fort Bend ISD, the physicians who are there, absolutely, the the IT guys who are there, absolutely. they're all um, students from Clemens or right. you know others. I'm just saying Clemens, right. Dulles. So the so the school really produces great citizens, absolutely great students. Absolutely, they go on to achieve super stuff, and they come. Some of them come back to the county, absolutely, to their own Sugarland, Missouri City neighborhood, absolutely. and actually become very productive for the county. Yep, and and that's amazing. So the school is doing fantastic. Absolutely, and absolutely. and and that that's one of the goals of um, any school that bring these people back. You maybe the top, you know, um, IT guy in the world, but you want to come back to your own area. Right. And hence you enhance, uh, you know, the com- commerce, right. taxes, right. and attract better, other, other good people. Right. right. Absolutely. So when do you, uh, and this is a crazy question, do you know when Fort Bend ISD actually was started many, it's a so century it, old? It, it looks like it may be very old. So good question. It was, I believe, 1959. Okay. And so before 1959. Before she was born. Smriti go. was born late. Later, yeah. uh, so before that point, there was a Sugarland ISD, a Missouri City ISD, oh. and a Stafford ISD. I didn't know that. Okay. And Fort Bend ISD was a consolidation of those three. So initially, Stafford, all of Stafford, was within Fort Bend ISD, and then I don't 
I don't know off the top of my head how much later, but at some point within not very long, Stafford split off, mm-hmm. and so Stafford has their separate school district. Okay, uh, it's actually the only the only district in the state that's run by the city, so mm-hmm. it's actually Stafford MSD, which is a municipal school district. Yes, yes, yes. Folks, you're listening to Open Forum. We have Fort Bend ISD trustee, Mr. David Hamilton, a good friend of ours. He's in the studio, and we're going to ask some questions about Fort Bend ISD, its achievements, and its future, basically. Yeah. Past, present, and future, as we call it, right? And uh, David, of course, has been a, a great friend of ours. Uh, I've been talking to David about uh, bringing cricket into Fort Bend ISD, and uh, he probably has prepared the answer for that, but I'll ask that question later on. <laughs> <laughs> So tell us uh, what is the role how do we how do P, how do the board how does the board get elected let's start from that yes so, uh, so we we have seven trustee positions and so three of them so there's a there's kind of a dividing line so back to the or the origin story so uh, because it was uh, three different school districts uh, mm-hmm. becoming one they wanted to make sure that there was equal represent- representation so that gotcha. we didn't get seven trustees from Sugarland mm-hmm. or seven from Missouri City and so the way that they the way they established the trustee position the trustee elections uh, we we have three east seats and three west seats and so it's gener- it's not exactly but it's almost uh, three on the Missouri City side of the district and three on the Sugarland side of the district generally speaking and then we have one at large seat and so that only applies to where the candidate has to live mm-hmm. when, when you campaign for a seat gotcha. uh, because the entire district votes for every position every year. Oh, yeah. And so every year you have at least one east seat and one west seat that every voter can can have an impact on the outcome of that election. And then every third year we have that at large seat. So that, w- that happened this year. So this past May we had... Uh, one east position, one west position, and the at-large position. At large so position. how many total trustees are there? So seven total. Seven total. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Seven total trustees. And, and th- that uh, odd number because you need one That's president right. and then... Uh, so the odd, odd number really helps uh, so, Election, that, so, the, so yeah. you don't get into tie yeah, situations, right, right, right? right? So right. if we constantly had tie votes, then that could be problematic. Yes. So you can't have a tie with seven. But someone can abstain, abstain and, you know, someone may abstain and yep. then you may still end up having a tie vote. Yep. So even even if there's an abstain, you still have to get to four yes votes. Four yes and two. Yes. And, I got you. Uh, yeah. so for it to pass. That's right. Otherwise, it's that's an right. impasse. That's right. That, so there's, yeah. a, there's a saying that you have to be able to count to four. Yeah. That's that's a good. That doesn't just apply to kindergarten students. Right, right, right. So we we all go every few years and vote for you, yep. trustees. Absolutely. And what are we then expecting out of a trustee? I mean, remember one thing. You were not a trustee till a few years ago. That's right. And you went and voted for another trustee. Maybe Absolutely. it was Jim. Maybe it was, I don't know who you voted for. Don't tell me who you did. <laughs> <laughs> what was in your mind, David, when you went and looked for a trustee? What were you thinking? Yeah, so I was looking for someone who I felt like uh, had had the best interest of the of the whole district cool. at heart, and uh, and I, I understand that there are limits on transparency. There are certain topics that we we can't really. Uh, so mm-hmm. I, I like the way that you framed it about about the way Sunol operated. Uh, so you you know ninety nine percent of the time, if not if not one hundred percent of the time, mm-hmm. you give an answer, uh, but the caveat there is that I may not be able to give you a 100% complete answer because right. sometimes there are limits, especially when it comes to per, uh, personnel matters, right. um, school safety matters. So when, on school safety, for example, we, we try to give enough information so that parents can feel safe mm-hmm. and, and understand that we are uh, taking school safety very seriously. But we don't want to put panic. enough yeah. public information either uh, that people would panic or that bad actors might yeah. have enough of our, of our plan. Yeah. 
in the public so that they could use the plane against us. Make sure that so. happens. Yeah, good. Yep. So, so when you did uh, vote, you expected your trustee to do the best for your that district, that That's area, right? right? Well, well, for the for the full district, right? So the for the full district, yeah. of course. Yeah. But but you. Yes. So, yes. So there are there are. So we we have we have trustees from from different parts of the district, and I think that's really helpful. So I'm I live in in Siena within right. Missouri City, and we've had several issues that that directly affect Siena schools. And I think it's been really helpful for our neighborhood to have a Siena resident on the board because I understand those uh, th- those issues as a parent in some right. cases if it's my own kid's school uh, or just. By understanding the neighborhood and, and having friends and neighbors who who are directly impacted by those decisions. Right. So I asked you a question: How did you select a trustee? Now I'm going to ask you the other question. You ran as a for trustees very yes. successfully the first attempt, and you won. Yes. What was your expectation then? Yeah. That okay, I'm going to be on the board, and this is what I'm going to do, and this is what my district, yes. my voters who expected, this is what they expect of me. So. Yes. W- Absolutely. So that's a great question. So for me, one one thing that I really strive to do, and not I would I'm not, not saying this to brag, but I think I've I, I took an, an approach that I haven't seen other candidates do mm-hmm. in Fort Bend ISD. Uh, Fort Bend ISD is probably the most diverse school district in the United States. Uh, so Fort Bend County, as you I'm sure you know, more, uh, north of 20 percent of Black, White, Hispanic, and Asian. Right. Uh, and Fort Bend ISD represents that diversity. Yes. Uh, so the, the the student makeup's a little bit different than that. We've got about 15% white students, and then it's around 26% or 27% of each of the other three major groups, so Asian, right. uh, black, and Hispanic students. And so because of that diversity, I really wanted to – I wanted my campaign to, re- to represent that diversity. And so I had uh, community leaders from all of those different racial and ethnic groups – and we, we also have extreme religious diversity, which I think is a great thing. Um, and so I had Jewish supporters, Muslim mm-hmm. supporters, Hindu supporters, uh, Christian supporters, atheist supporters. Right. So, uh, so I, I didn't want my I, I did not want my campaign to be about my neighborhood, my race, mm-hmm. my religion. I really wanted it to reflect the diversity of the district. And I and I really worked hard to attend as many meetings and events and have to have a like. Uh, like home, yeah. home meetings right. uh, throughout the district in as many different neighborhoods as I could. And I think the, the results, uh, the, the, the fact that I did that, I think, was a big part of me winning my campaign last right. year. So w- what happens then? Now, now you're on the board. So first you were uh, a voter. Yep. Then you got voted in. Now Absolutely. you're on the board. Absolutely. What responsibilities yeah. do you have as a board member? Yes. Individually and then as a board yeah, you know, in its entirety. Absolutely. So, so I think coming into the position, I, I really thought that I had a good understanding of what the role entails, and so I, I believe I had four recent board presidents who endorsed my campaign, and uh, and so I had conversations with more than four. Uh, Jim Rice kind of stayed neutral in my campaign, but I had a lot of conversations with him because he he was on mm-hmm. the ballot as well. Um, and so, with you know Jim Rice, Dave Rosenthal, Grill James, Kristen Tossin. And and uh, and Jason Burdine, other um, and, and other former trustees. So I had conversations with each one of them. You know, tell me what you mm-hmm. can tell me, and and ha- ask questions. And so I, I felt like I had a good understanding of the role coming into it. And then once I got into it, I realized I did not have much of an understanding at all. Just yeah. like it's it's overwhelming. How is it so different? Yeah. So the just the amount of information and just the ways that every decision impacts a lot of other decisions. And so. 
it's 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 often difficult to to they're, they're, it's it's rare that we have an easy decision, mm-hmm. and so typically it's it's very rare that it's a there's a hundred percent. I'm 100 percent on yeah. yes on this issue and zero percent on no. Uh, it's pretty often that you know maybe 55, 45, mm-hmm. or 53, 47. I, I could go either way, and at, and you know when it comes time to vote, you just have to you have to make the best decision you can at that time. I see. Um, and so just the the amount of information the the every, we we have campuses that are similar to each other, but but no campus is the same as any other campus, and so every campus is its unique entity and every student is unique and just understanding all the different complexities that, yeah. that go into that explain to us uh, david there are several kinds of meetings you'll probably yes. have yep. one is a public meeting yep. where everything's in the you open vote or you, yep. you vote you but vote you talk in front of whoever center? anyone can come in right if right. they write yep. i guess you have to just apply and come in or whatever yep. or you can walk until it's yep. full yep. and then you have other meetings right. which are closed door meeting right can you tell us the difference and why do you need so many meetings yes so so the overwhelming majority of the issues that we deal with are um, are, are open meeting <coughs> topics public, uh, public meetings okay. and so um, in, anyone can attend you don't have to sign up to attend the meetings mm-hmm. if you want to speak at the meetings uh, some special meetings you can just sign up and add your name to a list and speak but but our our standing meetings so every month we have or most most months like some summer months and uh, some months where there are holidays, we'll just have the one official board meeting. Um, and typically, the actions that we take will be in that meeting. And then basically to try to reduce the length of that meeting, mm-hmm. uh, at several years ago, uh, they, they added an, an, what we call an, an agenda review meeting. And so most months we have the agenda review meeting and then also the board meeting. Okay. And and so what's the closed door then? So the closed door is typically the things I mentioned earlier. So personnel matters. Yeah. Um, and so that that's just to protect the the private information of our employees. Mm-hmm. Uh, typically those issues are closed discussion issues. And then uh, and then school safety. Okay. And then there's uh, if, if we're discussing uh, things like property values, if we are buying or selling property yes. uh, there, if, if we had to dis- discuss those in open session, yeah. then a, a, be a uh, little problem. Yeah, you're right. You're people, right. people could buy property before yes. we got to it or yes. they could buy and sell property based on our conversations. Right. Uh, so that's uh, so most but most of our most of our meetings or most of most of the information that we tackle is in the open meetings. Mm-hmm. And that's for the sake of transparency. Right. And so there's actually uh, so the, the Texas Open Meetings Act, uh, I think it's very good in spirit. And there are some ways where it kind of limits how much we can do. Mm-hmm. And in some ways, it kind of limits our effectiveness. But I think it has a good purpose. And so the, the good purpose is that it requires our discussions and our votes on the majority of topics to be held in open meetings um, so the public can, can so view that them. So action can be taken That's place. Right. That's right. So is the agenda, like whenever you send out the agenda, is it sent out to local people too before they come in for the meeting? or? Yes, so we, we have to post the agenda 72 hours before the meeting start time. And so and then, and then there are, there's a way that you can sign up to receive an email with the agenda every wow. time one is posted. Okay. And so that and, email and goes then, out and then the internet. And as a trustee, you have to do your homework and then show up. That's right. That's right. And then vote yes, right. no, whatever. That's yeah. right. What other role does the board play? Because the, one of the most important role is getting a superintendent. That's the, right. The, the, the person, because y'all are, y'all are volunteers. That's right. Now you need a paid person who will actually dedicate 24 hours That's right. to keeping the district the way it should be, five stars. That's right. So tell us your other role. 
That's right. As so a the, board. Yeah, so the so the we we only hire and fire one person and that is the superintendent. Wow. And so then the the superintendent is basically the CEO of the school district and uh so the day-to-day operations of the district are managed by the superintendent. And so the school board is really uh, kind of oversight and governance. And then so we kind of we, we're, we're kind of the, uh, the the navigators, if you will. And we we convey the vision that we have for the district and the superintendent is responsible for going in and executing the day to day operations of the of the district on behalf of the board's agenda. Um, and so. That's that's one of the most important things we do, and then um, and then just with, within the function of <coughs> of the board, uh, we we have board officer positions, and so as soon as so because the 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 people in the positions might change every election, uh, the first thing we do as soon as we swear in the mm-hmm. winners of the of the election, the very first thing we do is we go into closed session, and so I guess this is something I should have mentioned. Uh, another closed session. Uh, topic is the officer elections. Election. So oh, we, so it's done. Okay. We, we deliberate the officer elections in closed session, and then we come out and vote publicly okay. gotcha. on those positions. Gotcha. Uh, folks, you're listening to Open Forum. We have uh, Fort Bend ISD trustee David Hamilton. In the studio, my friend Dinkar, my friend Jagat, my friend Smriti. My name is Subodh. It's such a pleasure talking to you again, uh, David. And let's talk about the superintendent now. You, I think yes. you, you, you really laid the foundation uh, you know, uh, to our program now, yep. and tell you told us about what the functionality of the board is, what the function of the board is, right. the closed meetings yep. and the open meeting. And I understand, you know, again, in this room, you see, we've all been on certain boards, yep. and we've all had meetings where everybody needs to know, then we've had meetings by law right. that you've got to protect whatever information needs to be protected. However, yep. now, however, having said that, um, remember one thing, the board is not a selected position. So if you select someone, you are only answerable to the person who selected you. You have a CEO, he selects a treasurer. That treasurer is, you know, he's going to report to the CEO. But when you get elected, whether it's President Trump or President Biden, he is ans- he has to answer to the public, to everybody, whether they voted for him or against him, it doesn't matter. His job is he's put his hand on the Bible and he's de- said that. That's right. It's for everyone, right? That's right. Same thing with the board. The the uh, and, and again, I will just give a summary of what happened. Even I don't know what happened, but I I will just say what happened in the last three weeks, less than three weeks actually. Uh, Jagat Bhai, of course, uh, is always in the know, so he understands it. Um, we had a superintendent of Fort Bend ISD who, quite abruptly, is the right word I would use resigned and she sent out uh, you know notices to people i got one of them that i you know i'm resigning blah blah no reason given she she called it personal reason and th- it went out and then i guess it came to a vote later on i'm guessing but i think it did there was a there was a big uh, public meeting i was invited i couldn't make it it was a working day i work you know for a, a penny i've got to work every day i cannot be off so i was working but a lot of my friends did go out there And then, and suddenly here we had uh, a superintendent of three years, perhaps up and down a few months, who was making a good amount of money, and I'm going to come to that part also, and and she's let go, or she resigned, or whatever, that transparency is still, uh, it's questionable, we don't know what happened. 
and you have the right to say yes or no if you want to answer that. But what happens is, and uh, three of my friends, Smriti, Jagat, and Dinkar, is that every time we do that, and we've done that at every school district, it's not just Fort Ben ISD, we let the superintendent go, lo and behold, they have a contract for another 18 months, and here we are shelling out taxpayers' money to put forward a severance package. Good for the superintendent. She gets a separate uh, a severance package. Or I say she, it could be he. I've seen that during Raj Chopra's time also. Uh, Jagat would remember that. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that after that several other uh, superintendents also. And it's, I, I always think that maybe I should have been a superintendent. I could retire several times, several times over and have a good retirement. That's being a little silly though. Um, so explain to us why then people who elected all the board members should not know what actually happened. Why should we not know? Because remember the same guys during your election and Judy's election and Rick's election and others. I'm not going to name others because I don't know them personally. Right. I know these y'all guys. Y'all are very good board members, good friends, great community leaders. But people are going to come up and say, why are we going to vote for you when you cannot tell us what happened? Right. Yeah. So uh, your table. Yeah. So so as as I understand it, the the majority of the board was in a position where they supported a leadership change. They, they supported changing who the superintendent was, and so typically when that happens, the um, so so a lot of this is limited. What I can say is limited uh, because even though she is the most important employee of the district, she's still an employee of the district. And so uh, there, there are limits on how much uh, we, we're able to disclose regarding a personnel sure. situation. Um, and so just for my part, I think I, I had a similar, similar experiences as you spoke to earlier. So I, I was excited when we hired her and, um, and, and had nothing but high expectations and great interactions with her uh, prior to, to getting on, onto the school board. And then uh, we, we got to the to a point here in the last couple of months where the majority of the board uh, was was ready for a change in mm-hmm. leadership position, and I would say a lot of that has to do with with what you just hit the nail on the head with uh, with the you know it's her her salary at the end was three hundred and seventy seven thousand dollars per year, wow. and that's that's paid out of taxpayer money, mm-hmm. and so with that kind of salary comes expectations. And so I would say the the comments that have been made um, since her retirement, uh, the the accomplishments have mostly focused on the financial situation. And to her credit, she she did not realize the financial shape of the district when she when she accepted the job. And so shortly after uh, she accepted the job, and this was around the time that that Jim Rice and, and mm-hmm. I both sat here during my election. Uh, we we found out that the district had a forty seven million dollar budget shortage, and so she did a good job of cutting costs that were not essential, and she she closed the budget deficit, and then we we were unsuccessful with the with the tax rate increase election last year, yeah, uh, and then put it back on the on the ballot this November, and it was successful, mm-hmm. and then we also passed the one point two six billion dollar bond right. in May. So the bond is mostly facilities related, so building new schools. Uh, remodeling and and construction needs on on existing schools, and then the the November elections um, had to do with the tax rate that that sets uh, that is set for the operating budget. Right, um, and so just my personal opinion, 
I would say that. So, so uh, I'm going to stop you. Right. Good. So on that, um, you know, measure yes. maybe the right way on yeah. that measure, yeah. bringing the, the district with minus 47 mil to perhaps neutralizing yes. it yep. and getting the bond for 1.6 billion yes. passed, of, of course, yep. and then of course doing the VATER. Making sure VATER, VATERE, ARE, VATRE, tax rate, friend, tax yeah, rate election, yeah. is the voter, TRA, voter yeah. approved tax rate, something, <laughs> that right. So yep. we got that done. Correct. We also because part of that money was going to go to teachers. Correct. Uh, pay raises. Correct. Right. Yep. And that that then brings good teachers to the That's district. Right. That's right. And, so and keeps and keeps existing t- teachers in the district. In the district. That's right. So That's right. do y'all give a like. Tick, 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 tick. Yes. Green, 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 green on that. Yes. Okay. Yes. So that's, no, let's put that aside. Absolutely. So she looks okay there. Absolutely. So then what about the other? So that means the board still didn't think that she deserved the $377,000, although she got the district out of the red into the black or at least into the neutral zone. Correct. Correct. Yes. And, and so my statements in our December 4th meeting and our December 11th meeting were focused on on that part of the equation, right. because I think that's that's the area where I think most, if not all, of the trustees would give her high high marks. Okay. Um, so the and a big part of the reason I'm here is because uh, so the majority of the board so it, it wasn't all of the board who supported supported the leadership change, mm-hmm. but almost all of the board once it once that once we crossed that line supported letting her leave as a voluntary retirement. But we had one trustee who disclosed that it was not a voluntary retirement, and uh, there was that that trustee seems to have uh, coordinated with media. So we had a lot of media attention. We had multiple mm-hmm. TV stations in that meeting, and she made a big speech disclosing that it was not a voluntary retirement. Um, and so I would say I would say six of the seven understood that it was best for both the district and Dr. Whitbeck for it to be it be let it go as a voluntary retirement rather than air our dirty laundry. Mm-hmm. And so she Dr. Whitbeck had the option she could have she could have signed a voluntary separation agreement which was a voluntary retirement um, or she could have said I'm not doing that and then and then with the majority of the board wanting a change we could have proceeded uh, to terminate her contract. And so when she decides to sign that separation agreement retirement agreement mm-hmm. um, then there there at that point, she's gone, and so the trustees who wanted her gone, uh, there's really no reason to kick her on the way out the door. Mm-hmm. And so that's, I would say that is how it should have played out. Is but David, you all... didn't answer my question, though. Correct. So I'm, I'm getting there. Yeah, I'm getting okay, there. So, go ahead. So for me personally, I would say that uh, that I, I would not give Dr. Webeck as high marks on okay. the academic side of the equation. And yet, if you look at the one of the one of the sites, one of the Fort Ben ISD yep. has 27 pages of achievements during three years of uh, you know Christy being there. Right. What do we say to that? Yeah. So absolutely. is that so, something that every superintendent puts anyway, or uh, um, that was? That was, I believe, that was published um, after she announced her retirement, and so doesn't matter. I mean, you yeah, still, you know, absolutely. you could so. you could retire and then publish your, or you could do it before. That's right. Had, had That's she, right. 
I, I would think, you know, if I was in her shoes and if I had to fight back, mm-hmm. I would probably do it before I retired. Correct. But she did it after retirement. Correct. Right? Or whoever did it. I don't know Correct. who released that. Someone released it, yep. right? Yep. So does that mean nothing to any of the board members? Uh, it, it definitely... And also, uh, and segueing into the same, you know, now we're talking concentrating on the board members. Yes. Did the parents who come to the meeting mm-hmm. side with her or against her? Because I was not at the meeting. Yes. Majority sided with her. Um, yeah, so we, we only had four speakers the the night she announced her retirement, mm-hmm. and then um, and then so we voted. So there was only one no vote when on on the agenda item of her retirement announcement, and it was the same trustee who's right made a big fuss out at this. And then, but then the following Monday, which was this past Monday, mm-hmm. uh, was her last day in the position and her last meeting. And right. so we we had more speakers. We had twenty one speakers. And out of twenty one, how many said we don't want her here? Uh, so and how many said you know? I think y'all are making a mistake. It was too late. It was already she had already finished her cook. Yes. Uh, but yeah. you, you think the, the you think the the sentiment of the uh, of not the board. Yep. I'm talking of people who put y'all there on sure. those lovely chairs and the lovely office that y'all have sure. with mahogany tables and <laughs> lovely air conditioning, security people outside. Absolutely. It's lovely. I, I you know and I appreciate it because my wife was Absolutely. when she was alive she was on that board. Absolutely. And I was in awe of her because yep. I I and of you also David. Right. Right. And all the other trustees. I'm in awe of all of y'all because Absolutely. that is a thankless job. Absolutely. And yet you have to do it. But yet my question keeps yes. coming back. Those people, the, the yes. parents who came out there and spoke, yep. I wasn't there. So I want to hear from you. Yes. Were they for her or against her or anyone said, y'all did the right thing, y'all kicked her out? Yep. Uh, so I would say two or three um, were speaking on other topics. And a couple. Okay. there were a couple who signed up and then did not speak for what either. They didn't, they didn't show up. Uh, of the ones who spoke on the issue, I would say uh, I, I don't believe any were critical of Christy, uh, but I would say there was kind of an even split between those who I would say were were there to show support for the board and said things along the lines of um, of we we support the uh, the board and, and we understand that that we we don't we're not entitled to all the information but we we support the board in making this decision because because at the end of the day the major, it, it, this wasn't one trustee's decision uh, the majority of the board uh, decided to make this change so uh, so back to back yeah. to the, the academic side of the house right. so um, last fall we we received information on the literacy rates for every elementary campus in Fort Ben ISD. And that was an eye-opening situation for me. Uh, we, we have so we have 53 total elementaries in the district, and 17 of those schools uh, had less than half of their kindergarten through second grade students reading at or above grade level. Mm-hmm. And the the biggest issue for me we, were, was that two of those campuses had less than 20 percent of their second graders reading at or above grade level, mm-hmm. and that was at the end of a school year. And so. Dr. Whitbeck was not entirely responsible for that situation. Everybody understands COVID was part of the situation, and she she was still relatively new, and mm-hmm. so she inherited a large share of that position, or that the position right. that we were in. Uh, but then, in addition to that being the status of the elementary students and literacy, uh, we also had one of our high schools uh, where 90% of the incoming freshmen were reading below grade level, and 60% of those incoming freshmen were reading at a fifth grade or lower elementary. So they're starting high school and reading at an elementary school grade level. And so for me personally, that was, th- those were major red flags. And so I, 
I, I, and, and, and just to hit home the importance of literacy, mm-hmm. everybody understands the importance of literacy to some extent. Uh, but one of the, one of the stats that, or one way that really hits me now, uh, so literacy is actually, this may be surprising to some people, uh, it's the number one thing that, that people who are responsible for the number of prison beds, uh, the, the third or fourth grade reading rates, that's mm-hmm. the number one thing that they look at as they try to project how many prison beds are we going to need 10 years down the road. And wow. so because there's a reliable percentage of students who don't learn to read by third or fourth grade who are going to end up in prison. Oh, that's terrible. Okay. And so with the literacy rates as bad as they are in Fort Bend ISD, I believe that puts us in in a position where we have to choose either we need we need to treat this extremely urgently or we need to start building more prison beds. Well, we also larger need prisons. Right. Well, you know, that that's well, that's a decade down the line and right. I, I understand right. the, you know, if you, you look that far off. Right. But the question then is did that 20% mm-hmm. was that 40% and went down to 20% or was that 19% and remained at 20% yes. and w- and you said it quite rightly that covid was part of it Correct. covid knocked the peepers out of all kids all over the world Absolutely. just not fort ben isd but Absolutely. do you have any stats on it was there and now it went down here yep so i would say comparing the different grade levels at the same campus is a good way to do that and so uh, so that year's second graders i would say the the two campuses where where fewer than 20% of their second graders that school year were reading at or above grade level mm-hmm. the other two grade levels in the same data uh, we're both in the low 30% range, so like 32 or 33%. And so I think that's the – my best answer that I can give to that question is that the the grade level that was the greatest impacted, so they had kindergarten and first grade in, in kind of the two years that were most directly impacted by COVID. And then second year is mm-hmm. – you know, should be a recovery year. Yeah. Um, and so those were the students where they were below 20% of them reading at or above grade level. Uh, and so I would say that the the fact that the other two grade levels were in the low 30%, so I would say um, that's kind of the COVID impact as best I can explain it. And so, again, so I'm, I'm not blaming Christy for COVID, and I'm not blaming Christy for the situation she inherited. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just for me personally as a trustee, as I tried to get the administration to take this seriously and not just not just get back to where we were before COVID, but to strive for uh, doing everything we can to make sure every student learns to read. And so I, I think to me, to me, as, as I, I was an outsider not that long ago, mm-hmm. and so I'm, I'm still a relatively new trustee. Uh, I, I think most parents drop their kids off at elementary school and you expect them to learn to read while they're in, while they're in elementary school. Right. And I think uh, David, and uh, not to take away anything from what yeah. you just said, yeah. there are, it's, it's a multifactorial thing. That's right. It's not dependent on the superintendent. I'm, I'm, I'm talking as a lay person. Right. I'm a physician. I'm, I'm pretty well learned. Yep. I've been at meetings forever in my life. Right. We always know that, Yes, the leader That's right. is the pilot of the of the of the plane, and he can crash the plane. That's right. But we also know that the pilot of the plane needs good fuel. Yep. It needs good staff in the back. Right. Otherwise, they'll crash the plane anyway. Right. And as I see it, our teachers are poorly paid, and hence you don't attract the best of teachers. Yep. Our demographics in certain areas in Fort Bend, HISD, New York, it doesn't matter where you are. Right. There are pockets and pockets of elementary school yep. where some of those youngsters, and God bless them, they don't deserve it, but some of them live with single parents who are working day in and day out. They can barely make their own ends meet, 
let alone sitting down with a youngster yep. who may have ADD or uh, maybe hungry or hasn't slept the last night because it was too cold they had no heat right. because they were poor right. and that in is that is one of the consideration people take Absolutely. i again this is my belief look yep. look i married a lady uh, god bless her she's probably listening f- uh, from heaven and saying what the heck are you talking out there dude <laughs> <laughs> but but in in my brain yep. i my brain right. I, I, again i'm speaking for myself not for smriti jagat or dinkar i thought 3 years was a little too less especially post covid and i'm not i'm not defending christy at all right, sure. and i'm not against the boat to defend sure. christy right. but i'm just giving a fact of you sure. know we have some certain data out here we had covid we had restrictions yep. we had so many fights between parents mask no i was in those meetings mask versus no mask i was on virtual meetings i, I wasn't there but i was uh, my daughter actually spoke mm-hmm. on one of the meeting so i've seen what's gone on i thought personally that 3 years right. was a little too li- less right. for um for such a big move yes. where you end up paying 350000 dollars to right. someone with the severance package you bring in another person from outside who was inside went out said now he's yeah. back inside it's yeah, history right. kind of repeating itself she was there yep. she left that's and right. she came back that's right and we did that with uh, uh, doctor the previous superintendent he was right. there we love him he comes back and then he resigns after 6 7 years because yeah. you know whatever the reason was yeah. i just see a pattern not just in fort ben isd sure. again i'm i'm looking at you because you're sitting face to face and yeah. because i live in fort ben but uh, this is a problem we see all over the country right. that the school boards yep. do play hard right. like, uh, maybe that's the right word yeah they play really hard yep. uh, sometimes with the board right uh, sorry with the with the with the superintendent sure. and in this case and, and and some superintendents deserve that that's right they've give, been given 6 years two or three terms and yet they cannot perform they need to get some wings and fly away i agree with that right. i thought I thought this was a little hurried. I was not on the board, so I don't know internally what else was going on. There must have been more things. Yeah. But with the little knowledge, or with the knowledge that I have, I thought it was a little too sure. early to let a leader go who was sure. who got the school finances right. in place and probably needed more tools as new good teachers would have been coming in now mm-hmm. with the pay. Right. And and then the focus has to be on also the socio cultural sure. aspect of any. county sure. for ben county has pockets yep. that are really really poor yep, and, and 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 i bet i could bet that those are the schools that were not performing the way all the board wanted to perform absolutely. that focus has to change into how do we do yep. you know you go to uh, where i live mm-hmm. where my friends live those schools are thriving those absolutely. kids are you know the scores are like 90 plus all yep. the time then i see my patients i see my own patients in my office and i can make out that this poor child doesn't have the opportunity right. the mom is working really hard yeah. the dad is not around or the dad is working really hard and the mom is not around the grandparents are actually taking care of the grandparents have not gone beyond second grade yeah. how on earth are we going to get those grades up and that's i think the focus of every board yeah. is to hone down on those 16 17 schools and say you know what 
our resources are going to be all the best teachers have to go there. Yes, absolutely. So I let, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, no, I, this is like a soliloquy out here. I'm just preparing myself for the next interview. How right. do I grill the next person who comes out here? That's right. Are, she's looking at me right there. Are, are, are you running for school board next time? I'm not running for school board. <laughs> you know, someone, okay, I'll tell you. I had some people call me. said, yeah. are you going to run for school board? Yeah. I said, are you out of your mind? They said, well, maybe that's true also. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't do it. You'll, you'll only run, you'll run away from the school board. I right? will not. I, you know what? Butcher family has dedicated 10 years that's on right. the school board. That's and right. I, I, you know, yep. blessed are those who've, who've done that. And you are one of them. You guys Absolutely. are amazing. Absolutely. It's a thankless job. You have to listen to a radio host shout and scream at well, what the heck is going on that's right. and that's not a uh, that's not a good thing right yeah. so i'm i'm done with school board right. I, I ran the election for Solon many times yep. and um, i'm done <laughs> but i'd love to support good board members like you yes. uh, david i would support you yep. i know you think correctly and i know yours is one single vote as jagat always says this is only when we interview someone for the congress here yep. jagat always sitting on the one of the chairs he'll always ask the candidate but, sir, you only one vote. I'm That's like, right. I understand, dude. We know that. <laughs> but that single vote also That's counts, right. right? That's right. So, yeah. Yeah, so uh, so you hit the nail on the head again with the, the socioeconomic factors are huge. And so the uh, – and, and, I, and I think that we for – the, for the most part, when we look at, at data, we, we splice up the data, mostly we only look at it by race. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's intentional – there, there are political reasons why we do that. And so when we don't go deeper into the data, we don't really understand what's happening. And so just, just to use black students, for example, mm-hmm. um, and so black female students are actually doing quite a bit better than black male students. And if you, if you limit to athletes, whether it's female or male mm-hmm. athletes, there, there, there are exceptions, I hate to admit, where a student, a, 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 a student is a great enough athlete that they get a little help on the grade side mm-hmm. of the equation that that happens yes uh, more than i would like it to happen because i, I don't think that's best for that right. that child as he grows up yeah that's you're right. right yeah um but but with that that that's that's the exception to the rule so generally yeah. speaking athletes of any race they they're doing enough to stay eligible mm-hmm. which means they're doing better than the average student yeah. uh due to well, the eligibility you know, because they get pushed also they have i don't know if they have special Teachers or teachers yeah. or some tutors that's right. somebody's, or somebody's, that's right. getting them to you know make that's sure right. they study hard and that's make right. it there. That's right. There are coaches saying, "Hey, we need you on Friday nights. So yes. you, better, you better be in class. You better, better be in class homework. and do your homework that's and right. you know kiss your mama good night when that's before right. you go say your prayers, etc. Be a good that's citizen. Right. That's right. Basically, that's what they're trying to say. Absolutely. But but so when you when you get into the data a little bit deeper, so when you realize that black female students are doing better than black male students yeah. and that athletes are doing yeah. better than non athletes by a lot. Um, the reality is that black male non-athletes are are at the bottom of the barrel, yeah. and so they are struggling. And so we as a district need to understand that first, and then we need to try to address it and figure out how can we connect with black male non-athletes mm-hmm. and show them that their value that they don't they they don't lack value due to lacking athletic ability, right. and there's something that they can excel in and. Uh, the reality is most of the kids who excel in high school sports are not going to make it professionally. We know that. And so yep. academics is a much more reliable pathway to a bright future than athletics. Um, and so if, if we can convince families and students of that fact, then then we can we can make some progress. But it starts with understanding it. 
Uh, and so just to kind of tie a bow on the literacy and academic side of the, yes, of the equation, uh, it's my opinion that, uh, that the administration under Dr. Whitbeck just did not treat the academic side of the house with the urgency that we saw them treat the financial side of the house. And so mm-hmm. uh, families families got more information about the, the ballot initiatives than they probably wanted, right? So they got more bond mailers and... Uh, and social media ads and uh, every, anything and everything mm-hmm. with information about when to vote and why they should vote yes. But 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 I'll stop you right there. Absolutely. But had had she lost, people would have said you did not do enough. So yeah. you're, you're, you're damned if you do and That's you're right. damned if you don't. I mean, remember, that person was in charge of get the money in here. That's right. And she did do whatever right. she had to do to do it. So I... I, I, I so yep. you know what I'm saying. Yeah, so so just to use a sports analogy, I would say you know that's that's kind of like a head coach saying uh, you can't fire me because my offense is great yeah. when the defense has given up 70 points a game, mm-hmm. right? Okay. And so uh, with again with with that salary with taxpayer salary, um, we we set the expectation. We wanted to see academic gotcha. progress, and we wanted and we want we we understand that that the financial situation is a mess, okay. and we support we supported her every step of the way there. Um, and we just didn't, in my opinion, didn't see the didn't see the urgency or the progress on the academic you. side. I got you. So uh, to to summarize, what I understand, my little brain that God has given me yeah. is that she, it was a mixed bag of results with her, yes. right? Yeah. And 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 um, y'all believe, yeah. obviously you do, and others do, yeah. that y'all gave her enough time. Yes. I don't, but y'all do. And yes. and I'm not on the board. You are. You know much more than I do. Yeah. I just pay my. I don't want to say how much I paid taxes. This <laughs> I'm just about to write the I'm check. I'm sorry. It's a big check, yeah, right? Less, less than so, last year, though, because yeah, well, the, the legislature yeah, yeah, helped yeah. you out. But, yeah, yeah, it did. Uh, it, did it. For ben but still, the county ate it's into still a lot. A bit, and and so, me, yeah. my neighbors, everyone, That's we're right. all paying taxes. So as That's a right. taxpayer, right. uh, and as listening to what you just said, I thought yep. maybe three years was, or maybe another year would have actually sure. put her on, put us on a more understanding path that, oh, yep. yes, they're right. Yep. They gave four years. And she still couldn't achieve what was set out to, you know, her goals right. were there for her. Right. Uh, and But that's a difference of opinion. You all sure. know more than we do. Sure. But it does clear some air out there that, yep. look, it's not for fun that we just got someone out. Right. It, there was that's a right. reason she did one well financially, yep. visible in right. the community about that. Visibility was there sure. because of the mailers, et cetera, et cetera. Sure. And we won the race, I mean, the the, uh, the the vote, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And then the other part is, hey, listen, listen we're not going above 21%, et cetera, on here. Yep. And that's why we had to let her go. Right. And so my now the next thing is, in such a short term, mm-hmm. you had, what, 10 days and you already got a new superintendent. We did. How much of vetting has been done for that one? Because, again, we are going into the same situation mm-hmm. again and again and again. Well... I think we've done a good amount of vetting, but after three years down the line, you're like, you know what? Yep. We're getting a new one because this one also did not work out. How Absolutely. much of diligence has gone through uh, while you got, got this new person already on? Yes, thank And you. God bless him. I'm yep. glad he's here. Yep. I'd, I'd love to have you bring him here yep. on our studio. Absolutely. I'll be l- less harsh. Absolutely. Uh, that day, I'll be very right. smiling. I will not be... This face that I have today. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but we'd love to get him out here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I appreciate I appreciate the opportunity to come on and, and Absolutely. talk. Absolutely. David, you're, you, this is your show, man. Hey. You are a part of uh, Open Forum whenever you have to come. Straight seats if it's my <laughs> show. Just kidding. Just kidding. You've got to be talking for two hours nonstop. Uh,